The structure of a family is a powerful and crucial formation for a person to be a part of. Our greatest source of worldly trust and resilience comes from within the family, and the family is how we are first and most directly able to model God's love. As spouses, we are complementary forces to each other, encouraging our strengths and counterbalancing each other's weaknesses. As parents, we are caregivers of love, teachers of discipline, and examples of what life looks like, good and bad. Today, we're going to dive into family being the smallest battle formation and how to make good use of it. Do you want to experience more intimacy in your marriage through time in God's Word and praying together, but find yourself spending more time scrolling and binging TV? Do you desire to lead your children to know, love, and serve the Lord, but don't even know where to begin? Do you want to incorporate more Jesus into everyday family life, but don't seem to have enough time nor bandwidth for it after all of your adulting? Hi, we are Robbie and Sasha Robertson, and we are so excited that you're here with us on the Faithful Family Fortress podcast. We know the distance between your desires and current lifestyle seems impossible to overcome, but you're not alone. As first-generation believers, we are on a journey to discover what it means and looks like to do life with Jesus. It was a struggle to put down the habits our fellow millennials and culture have been so comfortable with and instead seek to live a more fruitful life. We're here to help build Christ-centered, faithful families by bringing mindfulness into your marriage, purpose into your parenting, and humility into the shared responsibility of homemaking. So fire up that pot of coffee, share an earbud with your spouse, and let's get busy with today's episode here on the Faithful Family Fortress Podcast. So the Spartan army was feared and revered as the most formidable fighting force in the ancient world. And while other Greek cultures had a well-rounded approach to education and social development, Spartan king Lycurgus had other plans and cultivated a population of warriors. At the center of this ethos was a battle formation called the phalanx. Imagine, if you will, a turtle shell covering every conceivable angle with spears protruding out of every shield gap. This was to protect every man in the formation. Now your shield protected half of you and half of the man to your left, while your spear was used to skewer anybody daring approach close enough. The point here is that every Spartan, while fully capable and lethal on their own, was exponentially more effective and protected in formation as a group. To explain this family battle formation in a way that's applicable to you today, let's break it down into these three areas, husbands and wives, parents, and the family unit. All right, so the family works in the same exact way, and this is by design from God. Ephesians 5, 23 and 25 outlines men's roles really clearly. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for it. Women have a clear role too, depicted in verses 22 and 24. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in every way to their husbands. Wives have so much more than this, though. In Genesis 2.18, it says, 
Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Digging into the Hebrew here, helper is translated from the full phrase of Ezer Konegdo, which literally means help meet for him or more cordially helper fit for him. This is not a subservient role, but an honorable one. All right. And then as parents, our role here is to be training up our kids. I mean, you've probably heard this one a dozen times over, but train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old enough, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 22, 6. I said back in episode one, we're going to be talking about that a lot, right? (laughs) I believe that, or we believe, I guess you could even say that the best way to do this is to be examples. And first Peter verse five, three even says this, not domineering over those in your charge, but by being examples to the flock. And the second part of this in training up our children is not just by examples, but that our children are they have a desire to imitate us, right? In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. And that's Paul saying that, but even more so, he says it in Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to the Lord. It's so important that because our children desire to imitate us and it's ingrained in them because we're all, you know, imitators of God, it's important for us to be examples, but that's how we train them up. So this is how our family can be this smallest battle formation through parenting. Yeah. And we always use the term too, like caught, not taught. Like we tell our kids a dozen things and then we'll do something. And then our kid follows right behind us doing the same thing. Uh, perfect example, a a little convicting here, but the other day, um, I don't know if anybody else has like an Apple watch, but whenever I lift my Apple watch, Siri will just pop up and start asking me questions, which I don't really want. And I've had a bad habit of saying, ah, stupid Siri. And I put the, put the watch away. Shut up lady. Shut up lady. That's what I said. Shut up lady. (laughs) Our three and a half year old, my, my Siri popped up the other day and my three and a half year old goes, shut up lady. And I immediately was like, Oh, okay. Uh, that's yeah. Conviction city, a population me. Um, and it was just a reminder that, you know, the good stuff that I do, my kids pick up on, we, our kids pick up on us, but they're picking up the bad stuff too. So we, we have to model that and and live it in a very authentic way. The, The third is a family unit. So like any team, the whole is greater than the sum of their parts. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 tells us, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And when we spend our time focused on supporting the success of those in our family, we find them coming to be the support for us. And that kind of momentum creates like this really awesome tailwind where we achieve a greater success than what when we abandon each other for our own pursuits. It's more fulfilling and it has a greater value when we treat each other as the champions that we all know each other to be. And further than that, Psalm 133.1, Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. Some translations say when families or when God's people live together in harmony. But let that be our focus, our drive, and our pursuit. 
When a family functions in this way, it's evident to the outside world looking in. It creates a model of what true support and unconditional love looks like, not just an outward image of it. During the good times in life, it's not so obvious, but in the bad times, when the family feels like it's under siege, this phalanx stands strong and true. And this is the faithful family fortress. This is the way that we go about living and existing is using these verses as our model, as our guide, as the mindset that we hold towards our marriage, towards our parenting, and towards our family unit as a whole. And if this episode blessed you, I want to encourage you to share this with a friend, leave us a review, and remember, it's not the years in your life, it's the life in your years.